way I see it, you got to say shit. But don't forget to listen to Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, John Mariano. How are you tonight, John? I'm doing all right, Corey. Listen, I started I started last week with a quote, and I kind of I kind of like the way that worked out. And I got I got I got a quote this week, but I got I got I got a quote by the lead singer of Aerosmith. So maybe it's a little bit more relevant than the lead singer or one of the singers of New Kids on the Block. I don't even know if they have a lead or not. No, that sounds good. I'm ready for some Steven Tyler wisdom. Lay it on me, brother. So if Steven Tyler, so here's a quote. I'll say as if I'm Steven Tyler. If if I was on an island. Just for just for melody, I would take albums by the Stones, ACDC, and the Beach Boys. Smiley, smile. That's how Steven Tyler would roll on the desert island. You get to take three artists with you, or their their catalogs or albums off of them. Who are you bringing with you on a desert island? Well, Aerosmith, uh, obviously, would be number one. Uh, Van Halen, obviously, would be number two. And uh, Wilson Phillips. Interesting. I don't know. No, not not Wilson Phillips. Uh, probably like an ACDC, maybe. Uh, Tom Petty, uh, perhaps. I'm big into Tom Petty right now. Uh, that third one would be really tough for me, but uh, Aerosmith and Van Halen are an easy one, too. How about you? So I, I'm, I'm not a panderer. Like, I know you're a panderer. You get, I got a pander. That's my job. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. Aerosmith. We do the Aerosmith. I, I, lo- I love Aerosmith. I obviously do. We're talking the deep cuts. We're, we're getting into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some. Uh, it's t- it's tough. Like you're right. You're right. Three three is tough. But I'm gonna bring some Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. Oh fuck! I forgot Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Other... Yeah. I'm I'm bring I'm bring I'm gonna bring some Led Zeppelin. I'm I'm sure Aerosmith would forgive me for that one. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah. I'm gonna bring some. I'm gonna bring some Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna bring some Metallica. Okay. Um, and then, and then the third one, I'm between two bands. I'm I'm between Type of Negative, who I've mentioned here before. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get dark. They get dark, and, and and I like dark, but I think I'm gonna go Nine Inch Nails. Okay. I'm gonna go Nine Inch Nails is my third band. See, I don't know if I want to be dark if I'm stranded on a desert island. I want like permanent vacation, happy. Van Halen is a party band. Uh, Aerosmith's a party band. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big into that. You and I picture desert islands a lot differently. I picture so eventually somebody tries to find me on the island. I want to be able to play something like scary enough to to to, to chase them away. If somebody finds me on the island. I'm like, great, I'm rescued. Right, and I'm I'm like, no, 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 like I don't want to go back. That's the difference between American John and Canadian Corey. I think a hundred percent. All right, John, but we're not here to talk about desert islands. We're here to talk about a number of things. One of them being pop rock and radio. Ken Napsock's pop rock and radio, the big hits album cuts and b-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives look for live shows and make requests sing dance and celebrate the music with the pop rock and radio community i love that show so much i he he puts out like two to three playlists per week mm-hmm. um i call him playlist but he, you know he's really djing mostly live but sometimes he'll do a, 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 a slow playlist on his own and it just gets me through my day. You know, you know, I do a lot of data entry stuff for work. I do, I do um, sometimes some design work on my own and just playing his playlists. Um, so sometimes on the off night, I've had a lady over. Um, I put on his playlist and, and, and we get a little cozy together. To time to get, when it's time to get tender with your lady friend, pop on a little it's, pop rock and radio. 
it's 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 nice if you have a significant other or just another um who's maybe not so significant but they're significant for the moment um you you get a little cozy listening to ken she doesn't have to be miss uh right as long as she's miss right now uh, it, it, it is awkward that my buddy's voice is playing as i'm getting into it but i'm okay with it <laughs> i wonder if ken is but we got to ask him yeah, it's, are, are you it, still with john getting busy while while you're uh chatting up some music there ken it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing where it's almost like he as if he were a voyeur. So I don't like to tell them like no, that's my friend that's talking and and you know creating a playlist while we're. That's right, Johnny getting busy. I, one thing I find is I really enjoy just having. I, I miss the 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 uh, the DJ experience, like like not DJ in a club bullshit. I'm talking like a radio DJ who actually. We'll, we'll introduce the songs and talk about the songs and give you a, an emotional connection to the songs. And that's what Ken gives you. It's not just, you know, grab a playlist and put it on shuffle. Uh, he's structured these songs uh, in, into his show a certain way. And, and it's his interaction with the music that I think makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tune, tune in. It's, a, it's on Mixcloud. Um, Ken's kicking ass, taking names. And yeah, we support our friends around here. We do. And one thing we haven't done lately that's been very bad on my part is talk about the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, which we're a part of, John, and very lucky to be. I uh, just want to very quickly mention the shows that you can catch out on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. You can check them all out, deepdivepodcastnetwork.com. But those shows are Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, the Deep Purple Podcast, uh, T-Bones Prime Cuts, In the Lap of the Pods, the Magician's Podcast, based uh, doing everything Uriah Heap, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, the Metal Gods podcast, and and the podcast will rock, breaking down the Van Halen catalog with a, a couple of very fine hosts. I would recommend you check out that show for sure. Yeah, it's uh, I'm so grateful to be part of this family. You, you kind of ushered me into it, and, you know, I didn't know it was a family I needed in my life, but I'm glad I have it. You know, uh, all tremendous shows. Uh, I would also recommend you all check out uh, Pot of Thunder, uh, which is kind of the granddaddy that, that kicked them all off. And uh, they still do tremendous work. They started off as an all-kiss podcast, broke down that entire catalog. It took well over 300 shows. And now they're going off a listener submission list uh, for the songs they break down. Uh, so by all means, please go support the Jones Boys and Chris L. on Pot of Thunder. But John, what do you say? Episode 27. We got six songs on the dice. What do you say we pick a song for this week? I, I, I was very happy we, we, we discussed Bone on Bone last week. Mm-hmm. Bone to Bone. Thank you. <laughs> I tried, I, Corey. I tried I so hard. I know. I tried to catch you. you, you you're really good. Coney Island, Whitefish Boy. Uh, had we not recorded this right after the last show, you probably would have caught me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it, was, it, it was me trying to be a little slick there. I may try and get you on a later episode, but look, we all have those days, and it, kind of my bad for, for for not for not correcting you and and also doubling down on it. But what do you expect from me? It's kind of what I do. Now, be honest. Did you actually catch that, or you didn't even know it until I brought it up? Did you? I kept seeing it on the dice and thinking something was wrong, and I couldn't put my finger on it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, did he misspell something? It's like it's like three simple words. I'm like, he didn't do that, and like it's like you you know. You think something's wrong, but you you just kind of eye blind to it, and that's what was going on with me. Gotcha. Yeah, totally my bad. I'm sure I'm going to catch a lot of hell for it, but it's in the past. What do you say we move forward, John? 
I think it's just important that everybody remembers it was Corey's fault. Absolutely. I will own up to it. We have six songs on the diet. Let's go over them. Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Eat the Rich, theme from Spider-Man, Pink, Walking the Dog, and Sick as a Dog. Anything you're hoping to hit tonight, John? Yeah, last week I was hoping for Eat the Rich, but, um, well, actually last week I think I was hoping for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but coming out of it, I was hoping for Eat the Rich. Um, I kind of want to get the dog songs out of the way. Okay. So Walking or Sick as, you're, you're fine with either one of those? Yeah, how about you? You, you know what? Uh, I'm in a permanent vacation mood. Uh, I would love to hear me some girl keeps coming apart. Maybe because this week, uh, as we're recording this, our episode on permanent vacation came out. So that a song is fresh in my head because we just released it literally this morning. Uh, so if girl keeps coming apart came up, I would be very happy. What do you say? Let's give it a roll. And we are going to come up with girl keeps coming apart. Look at that. I manifested it. We're going back to permanent vacation. I put this on here in honor of our friend, uh, Scott from the magicians podcast. He put the movie on, which John uh, viciously uh, kicked off the mixtape. So I thought we'd go back to the well with Permanent Vacation. This is what another deeper cut was not a, a single or anything, but it, it's a song I generally enjoy. Do you have any uh, recollections on this one, John? I absolutely do. Like, do I, do, do I remember a song off of Permanent Vacation, one of my favorite Aerosmith albums? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can tell already that this song is going to boot maybe three of the songs at least off of the playlist oh. off of the top of my head. Um, so, so I think the question at this point is going to be what's coming off, not, you know, if something's coming off. How about you? Uh, you know what? I, I, I could see it going on there too, but we'll, we'll give it a listen uh, with an open mind. We'll see how it comes out. Uh, Girl Keeps Coming Apart uh, is the uh, second song on side B. Uh, permanent vacation the uh, eighth song if you're listening to it on a cd uh, it was released uh, on a b-side with angel so uh, uh the, the song did very well as the b-side for one of aerosmith's bigger hits in the 1980s uh it's a tyler perry joint uh features a horn section and uh generally i have very positive feelings on this one so what do you say john let's give girl keeps coming apart a spin i dare you to play it Right off the hop, I really love Joey's uh, drum sound on this album. And it's really prevalent in the, in the intro uh, of this song. I love the intro of this song, but I will tell you, at this point, you know, I mean, would you let it go for five seconds? Um, 16. 16. So, so, so off of the first 16 seconds, I do have this behind Coney Island Whitefish Boy, but that doesn't really say much or tip my hand much other than maybe saying how much I enjoyed the song from last week. There you go. Let's see if this song can overtake Bone to Bone. Same old floozy, flopping in the wind, titties and all. That's right. There is a real blues club vibe to this whole song that if you don't dig, you you need to find a new podcast. Like, and look, I'm not trying to chase listeners away, but Aerosmith isn't just the, the, the kick your teeth in kind of band. 
there, there is a coolness and a bluesiness to their sound that this song encapsulates and you're get, get encapsulates and you're getting it right now. Encapsulates is a word I just made up on the fly. Encapsulates. I like it. I agree with you. There is a great blues groove, but then you got some claps in there that, you know, a, l- a little higher tempo, right. Uh, that, that really kind of fits in there. Nice. So you got the harmonica uh, and, and the rhythm guitar laying down a blues groove and Joey and the claps kind of playing upper tempo. It, it all kind of works together. You got Steven just laying down a rap about a 42nd street Walker. Hanging down by a cheap hotel, uh, same old floozy flopping in the wind, titties and all. It has it passed bone to bone yet? <laughs> it hasn't, but you know, you know what? It complements it well. Mm-hmm. You know, ly- lyrically, um, tempo wise, um, you know, and, and and like you said last week, bone bone to, bone to bone had a, had a bit of a sloppiness to it. This this doesn't, even though this is bluesy and a little jazzy, it. It's clean. The sound is clean. You know, like you 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 accused uh, uh, Joe, Joe of being a, a little sloppy last week. You know, he, he's a lot tighter. Well, uh, but but I'm pointing it out, and, and I, I think he's a lot tighter this week. I mean, we'll hear him on the solo, mm-hmm. but it, it, everything sounds a little bit tighter. That you know, the band is cleaner at this stage in their career. Um. But I think these songs back to back. I was hoping for Eat the Rich, but this this song complements it well, dude. Well, and, and you mentioned cleaner sounding and everything. Uh, Bruce Fairbairn produced this album, and he's a tremendous producer. Produced some of your favorite albums uh, from the late '80s, early '90s, and then, unfortunately, he's passed away now. But uh, one of the best producers uh, of, of this era, and uh, his his finger marks are all over this this track here. She but the girl, she's coming apart. She's so healing, right off the ceiling. Yeah, the girl, she's coming apart. I just got to point out, Tom on the bass is just killing it there, right? The first one, he kind of went uh, up on a little scale. And then on the second verse, went down on that scale with it. And you can hear it plain as day. Again, great producing. And Tom sounds fantastic. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing around it. And through each other, and these are some of their best tracks when they do stuff like this. What did I tell you? She might tell you, cause the girl, she's coming apart. She's so affected, I'm so rejected, and the girl, she's coming apart. Don't, 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 I for I always forget how much I love this horn section here, and you called it out before before we listen to it, and it is so stylistically like this point in eighties, like this late eighties era of music, but yet Aerosmith making it their own at the same time, in in such wonderful and glorious ways. You know, I wish I was a fly on the wall when Bruce Fairburn or who whoever it was went to Steven Tyler and said, what if we put a horn section here? Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, can you imagine if we're Steven Tyler or Joe Perry were like, Hey, we need some horns. Yeah. Let's put some horns here. And 
when you think about permanent vacation, you think about horns, you think about dude looks like a lady because they have that great hard section there. But I think the horns on this one kind of eclipse that song even like they're used perfectly. And when you get to the end of the song, you know, they're, they're kind of doing like the, the main riff uh, to close out the song. It's fantastic. Yeah, you're right. This is a way hornier song, Corey. Way hornier. Absolutely. Love this lead from Brad Whitford, a, a rare uh, lead uh, guitar track from uh, Mr. Brad Whitford. Uh, he actually did a lot uh, on this album. Uh, he played lead on the movie on Permanent Vacation. Uh, he was co-lead guitar on Hearts Done Time, and uh, he performed the uh, the guitar solo here, and I thought he did a fantastic job. So I just wanted to, to shout out the uh, contributions of the one and only Brad Whitford, just killing it on that guitar solo. she was buns up and kneeling i was a wheeling and a dealing my ace in the hole so to speak i like the way steven says it a lot better than you yeah i i can't pull it off i i will 100 percent agree with uh, you. i i wasn't even going to attempt that like i i look i i, I looked at the, that 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 verse and i was like that's like trying to pull off the triple lindy in back to school like that's not something i'm going to attempt in my life great comparison now i feel like a schmuck i'm going to cut this out <laughs> Do not do that. No. You you own you own up to that. I don't mind looking like a schmuck. I've done it for months here. Uh, you, you, when, you just spent two episodes saying bone on bone. This isn't the worst thing you've done. It's probably more show. than two, actually, because it's been on the dice for how long? I've probably been saying it for like six, seven fucking shows. So, but would it surprise you, John, to know that a girl keeps coming apart? Only performed five songs or five times in Aerosmith's history. Uh, all five times, October nineteen eighty seven. Uh, they haven't played it since. So wait, they played five shows in October of 1987? No, they played played this song. They played the song five times, all in October 1987. Uh, uh, Bingham, New York, Buffalo, Syracuse, Toronto, Ontario, and Providence, Rhode Island. So why did you correct me? That's what I just said. They played five different shows in October 1987. No, you said they they only performed five shows in 1987. No, no, they only performed five shows. No, no, no. They performed five shows in in October of 1987. 87 and of those five shows they performed this then 
and didn't go beyond that. Like they were like, no, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna guess that they probably had had a horn section that was traveling with them. That it was just too damn expensive or something. <laughs> and like you, you know what? Uh, we we need more green M and M's, and we don't need the horn section. So okay. so we're gonna spend our money on the green M and M's. Yeah, you talk about a set list though. Uh, back in, uh, I'm just looking at the set list, uh, October 20th, 1987, the Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, Ontario went like this, Toys in the Attic, Same Old Song and Dance, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Big 10-inch Record, Dude Looks Like a Lady, Lightning Strikes, Rag Doll, Last Child, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Draw the Line, Simariah, Walking the Dog, Rats in the Cellar, Dream On, Sweet Emotion, A Drum Solo, Let the Music Do the Talking, the train kept it rolling, and then the encore was "Walk This Way" and "I'm Down." The Beatles cover, like, wow, what a show that is! It, it's a, it, it's a, it's a killer show. Um, we we got to finish listening to the song because we got we, we got like another minute left of this. Yep. Yeah, so we got to listen to the in- instrumental outro of this of the song, but yeah, it's a, it's a strong contender right now, dude. And uh, we'll, we'll let it go to the end if you want. But when the horns kick in and, and take us out, I love, love that extra the outro. I, I, folks, spoiler, we're going to let it play out and then we're going to continue discussion after the song. Enjoy the horn section, everybody. keeps coming apart from permanent vacation johnny that was song was fan fucking task i like how everybody except for steven get, get, gets a shot in that last uh minute, minute, oh. minute and 15 seconds yeah he had a little uh little a little harmonica in there though if you heard that's that a little harp he, yeah yeah that's true i they, they all get their, their their time to shine in their own way i guess and um look it, it, it's a fun outro it's a fun song um you know, we, we we can sing the praises of it, or we can we can figure out what the hell's coming off, dude. I think something's coming off. Yeah, I, we got to put "Girl Keeps Coming Apart," uh, a deeper cut off "Permanent Vacation," an album that not a lot of not a lot of people love, but uh, a lot of great shit on this album. And I know uh, I know Scott somewhere. Hopefully, he's listening to this and smiling because when he submitted his die when he was a guest, it was like eighty percent "Permanent Vacation" songs. I know he really digs this this song and digs this album. Uh, so we got to put "Girl Keeps Coming Apart" on the mixtape, John. What are we taking off? So, so, so who who is first? I go first. You go first. Who? You no. know what? You know what? I'm going to throw you under the bus. Oh, perfect! And, I love that. I'm going to have you 
nominate a song for us because I don't think we're going to agree. And I know I don't want to make it too easy on you to just disagree with me. Okay. So I'm going to let you nominate a song. I will be honest with you. If you nominate the song I'm thinking of, we will just agree. But the chances of that are very slim, my friend. Okay. Hmm. Man, I, I got a couple. But I'm thinking Girl Keeps Coming Apart should probably take off Bone to Bone. Is that where you're going with this? Kind of. I, I was thinking, you know what? You want to hear some of the other titles I was knocking around? Lord of the Thighs. I wasn't the biggest fan of, especially that version. Uh, you Gotta Move, maybe? It's not an Aerosmith original, even though it encompasses the band so well. Um, Seasons of Wither, perhaps? I think there's a better version out there. I don't know if this version lasts on the mixtape. So, uh, you know what? Bone to Bone was just put on there. Uh, I, I'll, I'll reject that. I, I'm going to say, controversially, I'm, sh- I'm sure, Seasons of Wither. Yeah, and, and it is controversially. And I think the first thing that you got to do, and, 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 and you kind of tipped your hand a little bit there, saying it's not an Aerosmith original. And there is another song that's even less of an Aerosmith original. Mm-hmm. It's on there. And I think we got to take off Helter Skelter as much as you love it, dude. Uh, I can't. I... Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's, not, it's not, it's not, listen, I can tell you off the top of my head, it's not their best cover, right? It's a great right. cover. Right, yeah. It, but of their covers, it's not their best cover. They will probably have a cover that at least makes the mixtape for a little while. Um, I, I, dude, I have a hard time keeping a, a Lennon and McCartney song on there on an Aerosmith podcast as long as we're keeping it on there. No, I, I hear you. And uh, I'm not ready to take Seasons of Wither off yet. Uh, it, it's hard. There's great stuff on here. And, and there's songs that I know you want to take off that I'm going to have to fight for. Uh, so I, I will give you Helter Skelter. I do love that cover. And I know uh, I pissed off Michael Green when I, I mentioned U2's cover, but not Motley Cruz uh, as prominently as I should have. Uh, I'm not a, a huge fan of the Motley Crue version, even though I love the crew. Um, so yeah, uh, let's take Helter Skelter off and let's put Girls Keeps Coming Apart on there. There you have it. Nestled in between Just Push Play and Sweet Emotion, uh, Girls Keep Girl Keeps Coming Apart. Excuse me. Uh, John, what do you think uh, the state of the mixtape is? Do you have another song that's just going to be easily taken off like this week's was? No, I don't think, like, look, let, let me be clear. I love Helter Skelter. I love their version of Helter Skelter. It's probably my favorite version of Helter Skelter, even more so than Motley Cruz and, and the Beatles. Um, but I got I gotta say, like uh, the my heart is really getting into like what's representative of my version of Aerosmith. And you, we're gonna we're gonna get bone to bone, you know, with our fists hitting each other with you trying to take that freaking song off this early. I'll tell you that much. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just trying to get under your skin a little bit because I know it worked. Like, <laughs> it Perfect. worked. Perfect. It worked. Uh, but geez, I got to put a song on the dice now, don't I? Yeah, you do. And you haven't been thinking about it because you've been so wrapped up in, in trying to mess with me on which song was coming off. And you probably should have had your focus on what's what's going on next. Well, I really should. I know what album I want uh, because it's yeah. an album we haven't covered yet. Yeah. Which one? Draw the Line is the album. So I'm just kind of looking at, at, at the, the track list here. And I think I think I want to know why. 
Look at you. Yeah, I want to know why from Draw the Line. What do you think of that one, John? I I I think the you know we have a good mix. We're keeping a good mix on the die, right? And I, I think that's kind of the goal. Is that you know you want to you want some deeper stuff. You want you want some shallower stuff, and we don't want to get too shallow too early because we got a lot to go. So it's it, it's finding these sweet spots, and I think I, I think you're doing a good job, man. Thank you. Yeah, we have three uh, newer tracks in Eat the Rich, uh, Pink, and Theme from Spider-Man, and three older tracks with uh, Walking the Dog, Sick as a Dog, and now I Want to Know Why from 1977's Draw the Line. John, anything else uh, we should uh, discuss before we uh, get on out of here tonight? I, I think, I think honestly, we, we talk too much sometimes, and we should give these people back some time. All right, here we go. As always, let's, on behalf of John Mariano, my name is Corey Marset. Let's give the final word to Steven Tyler. So